hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Queen Made of Light, the podcast, and I'm your host, Sierra Elise Harris. Welcome back to another episode, you guys. I'm very glad you're here. I thought today's episode would be about navigating burnout and changing our relationship to rest. And the reason that I thought about these specific topics is because it's my birthday month. It's November. My birthday is November 27th. I'm, and yeah, my birthday is November 27th and I'll be 28 for anyone who's wondering. And I spent this past year being very intentional about how I wanted to spend it because it was my golden year. I turned 27 on the 27th and I had a lot of superficial ideas for myself on where I thought I was going to be and what I thought my life was going to look like and what I would have experienced at 27. And while some of those things happened, a lot of those things didn't happen. And I'm realizing that like the biggest change that has transpired is like my mental health has vastly changed in 27. I had a lot of breakthroughs. I had a lot of breakdowns and I learned a lot about myself. But this episode actually isn't about those breakthroughs and those breakdowns, which now that I'm talking about them in this way, I think I'll do an episode about that. Um, This episode is actually about the thought process that I've been having when I started to think about how I wanted to spend this last month. You know, it's my last month of being 28 and I had all these big goals and now I'm just like, okay, I want to be really intentional. I want to enjoy myself this month. I want to be fun. I want to have a good time. I want to see my friends. I also want to read a lot of books and I want to, you know, do a lot of like work related things, but I also just want to have a good time. And I had to like stop myself on my tracks and I had to be like, babe, all you really have to do is exist. That's really all you have to do. You don't have to do anything else. You have you made it through a year of your life and we made it through a lot of things. And so I wanted to actually be really careful with myself about the language I was using um, on how I wanted to be proactive about the month without feeling like I needed to throw all of these things at myself so that I can say that 27 was worthwhile because I got to the end of it and I did all of these things. Um, and that lead me to a, led me to a conversation about burnout and my relationship to it and my relationship to rest, which I am always, always, always navigating for the better. Um, and with everything going on in the world, I think there's a lot of burnout in terms of posting politically, um, in terms of, you know, there's only two more months left of the year and there's a lot of social media content about like, Here's how to make those last two months count. Here's how to start your New Year's resolutions before the new year even comes. So you don't feel like you're starting from zero and there's a lot going on with that. And I think it would be really healthy to have a conversation about, you know, wanting to accomplish all those things, but also building that muscle of checking in with yourself and putting yourself first and not sacrificing yourself in the process of what you think you're supposed to be doing at any given moment in your life, you know, whether you're about to end a year and start a new one because it's your birthday or because you want next year, 2024, to be way better than 2023, like whatever it is right now, I want to make sure that this podcast is useful when it comes to how to take care of yourself in the process before the ending of a year and the beginning of a new one, whatever that may be for you. So, Let's get into it. 
I read the book Atomic Habits, which I've mentioned on this podcast before, and it actually talks about how multitasking is bad for you, which was incredibly eye-opening for me. You guys, I pride myself on how good of a multitasker I am. I went to a conservatory-styled high school in Miami, where I grew up, And the curriculum there was so hard that I found conservatory in college actually easier. This school's curriculum was 7.45 a.m. school starts. We get out at 3.45 and then rehearsals start at 4.30, I think. And then we had rehearsal until 9.30. Also, I had regular academics, you know, English, science, math, all those things from 7.45 a.m. to I think about like 1.30 and then or 1 o'clock and from 1 o'clock till 3.45 I had arts classes. So I either had dance or I had acting or I had singing lessons and all those things. So basically everything that I did at CCM, I did it in high school as well, but magnified. Um, And if rehearsals went over 9.30, we were allowed to skip first period. And of course, that never, ever happened. I mean, they would literally stop rehearsal at 9.29 just so that we had to go to bed and do the whole thing all over again. I took the train home. Yes, I took a train. It was a 30 to 45 minute long ride. And then I also took a bus home if I didn't have rehearsal from the train. That's how far away I lived from the school. It was downtown. And I lived in the suburbs. And then I would get home around 10, 45, 11. And then I'd have homework and I wouldn't get to sleep till 12, 31. But the thing is, I did it. I did this every day and I freaking nailed it. At the time, my school was very much about this idea that if you want to pursue a career in the arts, you have to be able to handle it all. Which, in hindsight, couldn't be further from the truth because I am not balancing a life on Broadway with my academics. But they really put in our heads that this kind of schedule was going to make us tough and give us incredible time management skills and teach us discipline. And those things are true. I was a boss-ass bitch in high school. But the issue is, I was entirely motivated by fear, not by confidence or trust. I was motivated to wake up early and get on the train and go to school and have 30 minutes for dinner and go to rehearsal till 9.30 and get home at 11 and wake up the next morning at 6 a.m. and do it all over again because I thought that if I didn't, if I couldn't handle this, then I would never be good enough to have a career in theater. So yeah, that fucked me up. In high school, I was never taught how to rest, how to take care of myself. I was taught to grind. I was expected to to rise to the occasion. I was taught how to say yes to everything. You know, actors are always being told yes and. And that can be a really dangerous, slippery slope because I feel like that statement sort of gets us into this area where we're like disregarding ourselves and not being in tune with what we want and trying to get the approval of the other person and and, and give somebody else what they need. It really kind of like at the heart of it, in my opinion, that statement just like really disconnects us from ourselves. I was taught how to always be available. I was taught that to sacrifice myself means I will gain something. 
I've always regretted that I didn't have more of a social life in, in high school. And because of that, I feel like I don't have much of a relationship to my hometown. I spent most of high school inside rehearsing. I was never taught how to balance it all. I just figured it out and I kept patting myself on the back because of the way I was able to keep figuring it out and keep going and keep pushing through. Sometimes I would feel judgmental to people who couldn't do it too because I felt in my right mind that this was the key to success. Feeling tired all the time, not having a social life, doing everything you can do to better your craft. And that was totally not the case. I was extremely burned out in high school, and I normalized that so much that the idea of taking a break felt like a punishment, a setback. Even throughout college, skipping the gym after a night of partying felt like a betrayal to my body instead of thinking, oh, I should eat something good to soak up all of that alcohol I had last night. I fixated on how to physically get rid of the repercussions I thought I was building physically. In college, I did a Beachbody program called 80 Day Obsession, and yeah, it was exactly how it sounded. At 22, I think I was, I was doing this insane program where I was getting up at like 7 in the morning to do a workout that lasted over an hour to then go to dance class. I was overworking my body and definitely not eating enough. It was the skinniest I'd ever been in my life. Physically, looks-wise, I was like, wow, my problem area is no longer my problem area. I gained confidence I didn't have before. But also, I had just gone natural and I cut all my hair off. So it was like I was a whole new girl. But on the other side of that, I was monitoring everything I ate. I was binge eating peanut butter. I was comparing myself to everything I saw online. And it got to a point where I cried in a Cracker Barrel because I still didn't think I was skinny enough. The thing is, committing to a workout was great. Showing myself that I could be disciplined in that was important. Having a newfound confidence was wonderful. But my life was out of balance. My priorities were in the wrong place. I wasn't working out to live. I was living to work out. And I was motivated by fear of not looking skinny enough to my classmates or graduating that year without having shed my freshman 15 weight. I put so much pressure on myself that I sacrificed myself in the process. And for what? So I could be at my skinniest and break down in a cracker barrel because it still wasn't enough for me? Till this day, I have never been able to commit to any kind of workout like that ever again. And at first, I felt ashamed and disappointed of that reality. But then I realized what I had to do and what kind of mindset I had. And it was the kind that led straight to burnout. I share this with you because I know I had and still have a lot of shame around rest. I have a commitment to bettering myself every day and a lot of the time I forget to include rest in that and to value it. My partner Charlie is someone who prioritizes rest over anything. He could close his eyes for five minutes and actually take a nap. Unlike me who needs way more time to even fall asleep. And I envy that. Because he has an ability to relinquish control. And he's learned that relinquishing control doesn't mean giving up on yourself. It means you love yourself enough to start first with what you need. And that is what burnout takes away from us, our needs. It is completely fueled by want and desire. And it tells us that those things have to happen right now. I think for a long time I was afraid of rest. I was afraid 
for things to be easy because I didn't think I could have ease. I didn't think I earned it or deserved it. And I didn't see how a girl like me with dreams as big as mine could afford to have that before she reached them. I envied people around me that have a careless attitude about getting things done because I just couldn't and still struggle to get to that place. My burnout tells me that I have to hold on to everything. And rest tells me that I don't. In fact, rest says, give it to me. I'll take care of this. And resting can be active. It doesn't have to mean stop everything. It can mean, hold on, let's handle one thing at a time. Because if we don't, we will be overwhelmed by it all. And you are allowed to make life easier for yourself. I promise. So now that we've talked a little bit about burnout and what it is and what it looks like, let's talk a little bit more about how to navigate it. First and foremost, I have to say, please monitor your social media intake. I've been posting a lot more on social media lately because I'm committing to building this podcast. But in order to do that, I am really working on not sacrificing myself and my brain cells. Full disclosure, I do not want to be on this app more than I need to be. So I am really trying to make sure I spend the most amount of time on it during posting days, which is only three times a week. And that works for me. I figured out a way to stick to my goals, which is consistent posting while also honoring myself, something I didn't know how to do in high school or college. But I'm realizing now that I want to be my healthiest self when all my dreams come true. And I want to be well rested too. I cannot encourage this enough. Social media can be such a great thing as long as we have a clear communication with it and use it as a tool. As long as you know how to use it, how much to use it for, what works for you individually, that's when the app can be a good thing. Sometimes the app becomes insurmountable and it affects us a lot more than we realize and puts us in a light where we feel like we should be doing more. And that is a huge contributor to burnout, putting pressure on yourself to operate at a pace that someone else does. So I think monitoring your social media intake is probably the first thing that you should do when navigating burnout. Slow down. You have time. I make it a point to commit to meditating every morning and I'm already seeing the way it helps mitigate the amount of time I stress out after situations. So I highly recommend. And what gets me to meditate is this reminder that all those things will get done. I'm allowed to take the 5, 10, 15, sometimes 20 minutes I need to connect to my body and breathe because my anxiety is already out the door thinking about the audition I have later whose outcome I have no control over. It will get done and you do have time. Slow down and take this moment to be with yourself. Go outside and walk, put your phone away, read a book, get out of your head and slow down. Write it all down. Feelings demand to be felt, even the ones that feel silly and juvenile, especially those. Look at them and give them the space that they need. That's how we honor ourselves. 
To disregard our feelings and emotions all day is painful. And if you don't deal with it now, it will show up somewhere else and keep you from creating that beautiful art inside of you. Let it go, baby. You don't have to carry all of that with you. Worrying about your future won't get you there faster. Avoiding sleep won't make you more ambitious and skipping meals will not give you the body you are looking for. In our society, it's easy to think of rest as threatening, something that holds us back, something that messes with our perfect timeline. But what if we looked at it as a way to thank ourselves for all its hard work? As a way to release the grind and the tightening fist around what we should and shouldn't be doing and instead use it as the time to listen to our sensationally strong bodies and hear what it needs, what it wants, and what it most desires. Burnout happens when we disregard ourselves, stop making ourselves a priority, and choose to break and bend over things that don't care about us in return. And what good are you to others if you become obsessed with sacrificing yourself? Thank you for listening to another episode of Queen Made of Life, the podcast. I hope you heard something. I hope you felt seen and heard and loved. And if you leave with nothing else at all, I hope it is the motivation to take care of yourself, to slow down and listen to your body and know that you are exactly where you are supposed to be. Thank you so much for listening. And if you feel so inclined, please share this podcast with anyone you know who you think needs it. Share it on Instagram and let me know. Till next time, see ya!